0: Welcome everyone to Grow With Purpose. We are so lucky to have Erica Lester here with us, right, to hear about her journey. And you know, as usual, we listen to entrepreneurs, to business owners, to specialists about their story, their journey, and where they are right now. So Erica, thank you for joining us and welcome.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here and have this conversation with you.
0: Amazing. I'm excited to have the conversation too. So let's just get right into it, right? What's your story? What's your background? How did you get to where you are right now?
1: Yeah, I love this question because there's so many different avenues I could take. So just to give you a little bit idea on the entrepreneurship front, um, I have been an entrepreneur for about 20 years. Um, My I'm currently a growth consultant for coaches and healers and and mission based entrepreneurs who really have a global mission in the world. They really care about not only making money, but making a difference and really leaving the world a better place. And, um, yeah. And so my specialty in this business is really helping them be able to do that in a way that gets them in front of a, a lot more people, but this is not my first business. Um, I have a 20 year career behind me in project management, specifically, I ran large scale IT projects, software replacement projects. Um, and was really able to build a successful lucrative well-respected business the problem was is i woke up in one day and was like what am i even doing (laughs) like i don't care about any of this you know i'm not i'm not doing anything that matters right like Mm -hmm. yeah i'm running projects and i'm making money and you know we're doing this stuff but i'm not doing anything that really matters in the world and so About five years ago, I made a really hard pivot and decided that um, while the money was nice, I really wanted to do something that that made a difference in the world. And so I became a coach, um, and that's led me into this uh, business where I get to help other entrepreneurs grow their heart-centered businesses.
0: Amazing, amazing, and so wonderful to hear that you know you just wanted you switched just because you wanted to create an impact. So that's brilliant to hear. Right. But I want to take it even further because there's definitely much more to unravel with 20 years of experience. (laughs) Yeah. So so let's let's get right into it. Um even before you decided to get into project management with IT companies, where were you and why did you decide to get into that field?
1: So I was really young. Um I think I got into I started out in the call center actually, which is was like my intro to IT to tech was this like call center where I would, um, where I was doing like, I was working for Hewlett Packard, and I was supporting like, um, their printers. So I was working with techs and stuff. And I got into that job because I had two little kids and was suddenly single. And actually, I was pregnant with my second daughter. I had a two year old, I was pregnant, I was newly single, I was in my early 20s. And I needed work. Um, and this happened to be something that I could do, um, that I didn't need a lot of experience or a college degree or whatever. Um, and so my, my start in tech was really that it was like doing tech support for, um, you know, for people and agents out in the field that were working on printers. And it turned out, I really loved it. Like I have a brain for technology and it was really interesting. Um, but as time went on and, I kind of climbed to the ladder in that business. I knew that um, I knew I wanted to work with people more. And I'd done a few projects while I was there. And so when I decided to um, go back to school, I kind of decided I would I would go all in on that tech thing. And, you know, you're asking me to go way back. That's like 25 years ago, almost. <laughs> Um, I'm like trying to think of the order of operations here. Yeah. But (laughs) I ended up moving into, um, like, uh, I went and worked on a couple of projects that, um, that were software replacement projects. And that's where I really found my love of like working with people and, and managing teams and, and, um, kind of got into project management there and. I loved it. I really loved it. Had I been doing something that, that made a bigger difference in the world, maybe I would have stayed with it. But yeah.
0: Amazing. amazing. And I'd love to know, like, what do you mean by you just enjoy working with people? Like, right? what is it about it that you love? Because I know myself, for example, is I'm a people's person, right? I am not about to stay behind a computer all day long. Right? And just, you know, if I have to do it, fine, I'll code it. Right? If yeah. I have to do it, fine. I'll do all the typing. But I love speaking to people because it gives me so much energy and it wakes me up, honestly. And it gives me a bit more purpose. What's your reason? Yeah,
1: yeah. It's a couple of things. One, I've found that I'm I'm naturally gifted in like helping people. Um, Uncover problems and solve problems and like move through stuff, whether that's in their personal life, or if it's something like, you know, on big projects like that, when when problems would arise, I get uh, a real buzz from doing it. But I'm also naturally get to that, that being able to help people uncover things for themselves and move through that. And I am naturally a people person. Like I also get energized. So I run my business from home. Right. So I, I'm one of those people who will like go to a coffee shop with my laptop because even if I'm not interacting with people, just being in that energy feeds me and like, you know, bolsters my energy as well. And so, um, and I love something I personally love is watching the, the interaction between people and watching how, when people come together And work together that they can create something that's like a million times better than they could on their own, like trying to do in a vacuum. So, getting to see people do that and like being a part of like facilitating that, I think is just so much fun.
0: Yeah, man. I I like when you're speaking to the right person right now, because (laughs) really, um, whether it goes from coaching football, whether it goes from working with teams, working with businesses, it's so nice to just see that, okay, well, we all know the value of working with together and working in collaboration, but for some reason, I feel as though there's a large tendency for people to really have this thought of, I have to do it on my own, whether it's in business, whether it's in entrepreneurship, whether it's in life, right? Have you had that same experience or how how has that been for you of, you know, asking for help, but then at the same time wanting to do it all on your own?
1: Yeah, and I think it's, I don't know about where, you know, where you grew up or whatever, but here in the States, and it's probably a worldwide thing, um, but I hate to speak for places I don't actually have personal experience of, but it's like almost this badge of honor, right? Like somehow if you don't do it on your own, we kind of discount the idea that like it was worthy or, or worth a worthwhile pursuit. Right. So there's almost like this, this badge of honor of like figuring it out and doing it all on your own. and like persevering and and all of that. And I definitely have that. Like I <laughs> I have definitely been well programmed in the you should just figure it out and not ask for help and do it on your own and all of that. Um, it's definitely my first like it's my first like response when it comes to something. But I've I've really had to train myself to first of all I really value people who've been where I want to go. Or who have skill sets that I don't have. And I understand that by by asking for help and working with people who have that, that I can accelerate my own results or make my own life easier and business, right? Grow my business faster or whatever it is. So understanding and valuing that that all of us have different, you know, experiences and and skill sets and abilities. And we were never intended to do it on our own, whatever it is, right? Like we are all built so unique and so differently for a reason, right? Because that way we can come together and do things that we wouldn't be able to do on our own. And so recognizing that like, that's the intention. It's, you were never meant to be able to do all the things all the time and all the ways. And there's someone out there that's perfect for whatever it is that you're struggling with right now or that you want to do that that doesn't feel so great for you.
0: I, I couldn't agree more, right? It's like that thing of, I think you spoke about it a bit of recognizing, okay, I'm good at this, right? And I'm going to stay in my lane. But yeah. to get my vision down to create that impact that I want to create, I also have to be able to find um, people that can do it with me. You know, I was recently speaking to someone and I found him so interesting because he has sold so many businesses, right? But in all the businesses he sold, he actually never came up with the idea, not once, right? And I was like, "How did yeah. you do it? Tell me the secret, right?" Um, but as what he was saying was that what he did was he found the opportunity, and then he found the person to match what he had, right? So his expertise was in sales and marketing, and he was not the idea guy, the creative person, and everything. So in each business that he found an opportunity, he found he just found someone to partner with and everything like that, and so. In your skill set, because, sorry, did you want to say something?
1: Yeah, I was just going to say that, like, that's such a, like, truth bomb moment. I think people need to hear because it's not only is it whether or not you have that ability, right? Like, it's also what I found from working with hundreds of people in this current business is, like, even if you're a creative and you're also I'll use myself for example, right? I'm very creative. I have a lot of ideas, but I also have that like project management experience and project management brain. Even if you're equipped yeah. to do both sides, it's virtually impossible to do them both at the same time. Right? Like exactly. it's like yeah. you can't be the creative and the person who's who's like putting the structures in place at the exact same time. It's just it's just not possible.
0: I I couldn't agree more. And and so Let me ask, let me ask this maybe, is in the people that you've worked with, whether it's in your previous company or the company that you have right now, right? What is something that you see is common about people? How would I put it? Like a common challenge that people would face in trying to grow their business or even start a business and growing teams, for example.
1: It is so noisy, Right. In whatever workspace you're in, whatever like you're doing, there is so much noise out there, specifically now that, you know, we have social media and the Internet and like we're just getting bombarded with ideas and people's opinions and all of that stuff. The number one problem I, I have seen across the board in all of my years is overthinking it and trying to find the right answer instead of just going with what you've got right now right so like if you're building a business right it can look like having 17 different ideas pick one and run with it but give yourself the time and the consistency to see if it's working before you decide to to change anything about it because that's one of the things that happens a lot is like you you hear all this stuff and right oh maybe that's the right idea or maybe that's the the product, or maybe I should go on TikTok, or maybe I should go on like, I need to go build a YouTube channel, or maybe I need to go over here and like work with this brick and mortar business, right? And it's that overthinking it and questioning ourselves that actually creates this kind of loop where we can't grow because we're not giving anything the time to actually grow. We're just changing our minds. And, and that's by far one of the biggest problems I've seen across the board in my 25 years in business.
0: And, and, and to add on, I don't know if you would agree on this or not, but even that overthinking pattern that people get into is even before they start to try something, they don't even try it. Yeah, and I think that first step of, okay, I'm actually going to do it. Because I think, yeah. you, know, and I, you know, I'm a victim of it, right? Sorry to block it. But I'm a victim of it is I can come up with so many ideas, so many plans, especially. Yeah. I can come up with so many plans. But then when it comes to that part of action right? Oh, okay. You know what? Let me just do it and pick one and then I'll try it. That's when there's, there's always a reason for me. Ah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's not the right time mm-hmm. or maybe I don't have enough money or what if it doesn't work? Yeah. Right. What, is, what yeah. advice do you have for people with that? Yeah. What's your, what's your take on that?
1: It's funny because in project management, we called that analysis paralysis, right? It was like, we, we would try to get so perfect before we yeah. even started. And there's so much you can't learn until you actually start. And the other thing is, is fail faster has always been one of my mottos. Instead of trying to avoid the failure, because the only way we avoid failure is by not trying anything right, (laughs) which at the end of the day is the ultimate failure. If you really want to build something, build a business, you know, you're going to have to, to quote unquote, fail at something. So the goal is here to fail faster. Just go and do the thing, you know, take the action because you're never going to get the feedback from trying to think your way through it and plan your way through it and research your way through it, that you will get from actually just trying it and seeing what happens and learning from that and getting better at it and doing the next thing and failing faster at the next thing and figuring that out. Like there is so much feedback and growth that happens when you're in action that you'll never get if you don't take the steps.
0: Like I, I love what you're saying right now because I just couldn't agree more. And you know, even that thing of okay, you love the fail faster. I'm even gonna add on to it: fail faster to learn faster. Right? And yeah. You mentioned it, right? Is that that that's yeah. where I think a lot of learning comes? Is oh wow, that did not work at all, right? But then
1: done <laughs> many that of those
0: <laughs> Yeah, I put my hand up too, right? <laughs> um, but it's like in that process, even before that, whatever you want to call a fail, there was so much growth, there was so much learning, there was so much experience that was gained that I think sometimes even gets ignored because yeah. we mess up yeah. once. Right? Yeah. So maybe yeah. You can speak yeah, go ahead, go ahead.
1: Well, and even to call it failure is silly, right? But that's what right. we have in our head. Is like it's. We think we're failing when something doesn't work out. Though that's not true. You're not actually failing. The only way we fail, I don't know who said this. I'm sure it's a quote that I could attribute to somebody if I knew who it was. But like, the only way you fail is if you stop trying, right? Like, when you give up, that's the failure point. Otherwise, all you're doing is learning, right? You're trying, you're learning, you're growing. And I think we get so up in our heads. It's easy to look at someone's business when they're five years or 10 years or 20 years into it and see their results and think, like, that's the goal. But if you're just starting out in business, or you're just pivoting in business or whatever, the goal really isn't to reach someone's results that that took them five years to get it's not even to reach someone else's results. It's to figure out what works for you in your business, right? Because the only way you can do it is to do it. And you're unique to anyone else on the planet. And the way that you go about it and the path that you take and whatever success looks like for you, right? We I throw the word success around a lot, but that could be Money, a certain mm-hmm. money goal, it could be a certain lifestyle it could be you know helping a certain mm-hmm. amount of people whatever that is that is going to be unique to you too and so of course you're gonna have to go out there and forge your own trail and and find the path that works for you to build the business that you actually deeply love and enjoy and has the success that you want and yeah sure there's people along the way that could help you that could speed things up that could you yeah. know offset yeah. some stuff but ultimately you're gonna have to try it and figure it out.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely and i think it's that thing of confusing inspiration for the goal right you you can be inspired by someone someone can you know be there to help you out you can get a mentor and everything but there's no way you can copy them there's no way you should even want to copy someone else because they've lived a whole like a completely different life they have a completely different background different way of thinking they're a completely different person right so how would it even make sense for you guys to set the same goals
1: and right. if it worked, um, but... and then if it worked, what you're end, what you're left with is that even what you wanted, right? Like even if you could copy mm-hmm. someone and do exactly what they did and have the same results, would you be happy with that at the end of the day? Like, would yeah. that be the thing that you wanted?
0: Of course, of course, right? I I can agree more, and and so like I know he's have spoken about failure, and yeah, you know what, it's part of the learning and everything, but it's still really difficult. Right? It is. So I'd love to know about more <laughs> of, yeah about have there been moments in your life where you're like, you know what, if we want to say I failed, I'm close. And how did you get past that, especially?
1: Oh my gosh. So many, so many failures, right? Like so many moments where I was like, what am I even doing? Like, why am I even doing this? You know, and I'm surrounded by people in my personal life that I didn't have a lot of role models in terms of like this kind of lifestyle, right? And so- um, I felt always a little bit edgy for trying things and risking things and doing things that the people around me weren't necessarily doing. And I think that makes it harder when, when you do hit a failure point, because then you think to yourself, mm, I shouldn't be doing this. I should just be over there getting that job and, else and having care. that 401k, right? Because that's what everyone else is doing. Um, I've had some very high highs and some very low lows in my career. And I think that The number one thing that I've learned at this point, so I'm 45 now, right? I've got some time under my belt. Um, I, I think the number one thing that I've learned is that I know my, for myself, I, had I gone and gotten a job and spent the last 20 or 25 years working at a job, working my way up, staying in the same place, you know, having a steady career, I would probably be the most miserable human being on the planet. Because that's just not how I'm wired, right? I need the challenge. I want, there's things I want to do. Like we talked about at the beginning, like making a difference really, really matters to me. And Mm -hmm. if I had been able to realize that earlier on, I think it would have made the journey of the highs and lows a lot easier because it would have been less about I would have realized it was less about the results in that specific scenario, right. That specific point of time and been able to see that I was actually building a lifestyle and an experience that gave me something that, that just a steady climb never would have. And so if for people who maybe are in a point where they're struggling or they're feeling like, I don't know if, if I should keep doing this or it's, it feels too hard or whatever, you know, cause we all have those moments, right? Like there's, there's not an entrepreneur on the planet who doesn't have a moment Absolutely. where they they think about quitting <laughs> and going and getting a job. <laughs> but I think if you can recognize the fact that like this, this is part of the journey, right. That, that wanting to quit and feeling like a failure or whatever is actually part of the journey. Then it just becomes another step. Right. And yeah, it sucks, but you know, that it's just, part of the journey and you know what's going to happen and you know that you're not going to stop anyway because that's not who you are right and we just don't make it quite as big a deal and yeah it still sucks and it's not fun and nothing we do is ever going to make it fun but just knowing it's a step along the journey and it's a requirement for you to become whoever it is that you're meant to be through this journey
0: i i love every everything that you say i think is just amazing and i hope our listeners are really listening to it because I think it's brilliant, right? And even when you're speaking about this thing of loving the journey, it was recently, I think I watched a small video of Kobe Bryant, right? Mm, Ooh, yeah. He was like, it's, not, it's not about that end goal, right? The end goal is great, but it lasts for a second, yeah. right? The celebration that most athletes, you know, as myself also, I consider myself as an athlete, as someone who just loves sports and loves winning, whether it's in sports, whether it's in everything else is, I don't, typically celebrate the grade, the money I made or the trophy I got. I celebrate the hours and hours I put to get to where it was. I was like, oh my goodness. Thank you for all those amazing moments. Those, you know what you mentioned, the high highs. And thank you for all the low lows, right? Yeah. Because that's when you're like, okay, yeah. it was a part of it, which makes it, I think, so much more, I think it helps to appreciate those lows so much more, right? When you're like, nah, you know what? I can't just have the highs without the lows, right? I think that's that's the really the beautiful part of it. So I, I love everything that you've just been saying, right? And even more to that is the same way that there's the risk of, okay, you know what? As an entrepreneur, let me just give up and get a job. I think most people who are in a job have that same flip side of, let me just give up on my job and become an entrepreneur, right? True. And so there's always, <laughs> you know, there's, 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 always, there's always that risk, right? That yeah. risk factor. But you've yeah. spoken about, you've had those high highs. I'd love to hear about that, right? About those moments where you're like, yes, I did it. This is what I'm supposed to be doing.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's... It's interesting because sometimes the high highs, I didn't even know were the highs until in retrospect, mm-hmm. right? Like I've, I've had some months in this business where like things have gotten crazy and I've had, you know, a lot of new clients that I just adore and, you know, big, big money months. And in my previous business, you know, I had some contracts where, you know, we were making a couple hundred thousand dollars a year and had a lot of flexibility and we were doing all of this stuff, right? Finding some really great. Um, really great you know opportunities and those ones are pretty obvious right when you're talking about apparently my watch thinks i'm talking to her um (laughs) when you're talking about like money goals sales goals that kind of stuff those ones those like tangible numbers ones are pretty obvious right and so that's really awesome the ones where it's high highs and i didn't even necessarily realize it until in retrospect are the ones where for example you and i were talking about italy before we started this recording being able to travel around italy you know with my husband and my two daughters with with our italian family that we love so much and spend all of this time and not have to think about You know, if, is my business going to fall apart while I'm gone? Do I need to be counting the pennies while we're going out to dinner every day and booking these great places to stay and traveling all over, you know, Mm -hmm. Italy, those are the moments where in retrospect, I look back on that trip and I go, this is the stuff that I've been working for my whole life. These are the opportunities where. You're living life so epically, whatever that means to you, that you're not even thinking about the fact that you are an entrepreneur, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And and I think that's the goal, but we're not talking about that enough, at least not in the circles I'm in, right? As business owners, as entrepreneurs, I don't think that conversation is happening enough. But that's really what the high highs are—is where you're living the lifestyle and the life, and you have the freedom to 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 do whatever it is that you want to do and be fully freaking present in the moment with the people that you love to be with.
0: Absolutely, I, that's I couldn't I couldn't agree more. And you know, I think maybe to even share my what I would consider some of my high highs is not really those like those number achievements or whatever it is. But when I, I think it's you you put it well. It's it's only when you look back that you're like, "Wow, what a high moment that was!" Right? It didn't maybe feel like it. You couldn't even, you know, write it down. You couldn't even explain it or describe it. But it was such a high when you look back. And so for me, it was actually when I like a period of time when I saw my mindset shift. Mm -hmm. Like when I can look back and I'd be like, "Wow, I needed my mind to." function and to grow in a specific way so that i can do what i'm doing now and so that i can create the impact that i'm creating now so i, I love it that when he says like you, you don't really, you might not feel it right you might not even be able to put it in a number but it's only when looking back that uh you know you realize wow that's that's such a high that's that's amazing and so i'd, I'd also love to know it's like okay as a business owner right and as a mom right and as a person that has a family and has to take care of family, how has it been to actually balance your family life and your business life?
1: So my kids are grown now. Um, So that definitely, I can, I have the perspective of both sides now because like I, I built, I'm trying to think where the cutoff was. I mean, I built my previous business with small children at home, um, going to school, all of that stuff. And I think that the biggest thing I'm looking at now and looking back is I, I wish I had had more of those moments like we were talking about. Like I was highly focused on my career and growing my business and yeah, Yeah. you know, I spent a lot of time with my family, but there was a lot of that like overly focused on my career and I, I don't think that's negative necessarily, right? Like when you're building something, it's like kind of like having a baby when you're building a business, right? Like you're growing this thing. So yeah, yeah. balancing that and like learning how to um, how to balance and how to navigate both. But the thing that I'm, I'm very, very grateful for is both of my children are also very like, um, they got a lot from watching me do that. They got a lot from watching me do, you know, I didn't, I didn't really tell you the beginning of my story. I'll, I'll condense this down really small, but I was a high school dropout. I had, you know, I had a drug problem when I was in high school. I dropped out of high school. I had two kids by the time I was 22. Um, and so I did not start out on an easy route, you know. And I could have easily been someone who didn't go very far in my life. But I had two small children, I knew that I wanted them to grow up knowing that anything was possible for them, I wanted them to be taken care of. And so my kids have been able to watch that growth in my, um, in my career and in my lifetime. And they've taken a lot from that, you know, my oldest daughter has her own business. She's an artist and, and she's growing her own business. My youngest is Amazing. always doing something, right? She always has a job and she always has a side gig and she's always like so growing cute. and stuff and getting to see them in their twenties, have that entrepreneurial spirit and know that part of that they got from me and they got from watching me do that. So I don't think as you know parents, as moms, as dads, as people who, who have businesses and families, understanding that yes there is kind of a trade-off right in terms of time but i think that what we give our kids as entrepreneurs is is that freedom to be able to explore and experience what it is that they want to do when they become adults and i don't my kids wouldn't have got that if i had taken the you know maybe the the more normal career path. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, absolutely i think that's so brilliant that you're able to you know and probably not just inspiring your daughters but what I realize is that, you know, it can be compounded, right? So the same way that your daughters look at you, they're like, wow, look at what mom's doing. They're probably also telling their friends, right? Hey, my mom does this, this, and this. And then their friends are like, wow. So I can do that too. So, you know, without, a, without us realizing it, right? Even us having this podcast right now, we don't know who's going to be listening to it, right? And then we don't know who's going to then have the conversation with that person. So I think it's so brilliant that, the way we can create impact just by honestly being ourselves, right? Everything that you've done up to now is, you know, as much as you could try to be yourself, right? And yeah. not take that route that everyone is taking. So that that's absolutely brilliant. And I'd love to know also in terms of also buying yourself time and also managing yourself and managing your life and everything, I'm sure there's certain tools and systems that you also have to put in place for your business. Can you talk to me a bit about that?
1: Yes, I absolutely can. <laughs> I've a pretty extensive background in tools and time management <laughs> um, yeah, it's you know when you no matter again, no matter what your skill set is, no matter what you've done in your life, you know no matter how great you are at at all the things it's it can be tough when, you know, especially if you don't have a team that's working for you, or you don't have partners or whatever, if you're really like in that solo phase, it can actually be really difficult to keep yourself on track and do the things because nobody's breathing down your neck, right? Nobody's like, hey, this is due or whatever. Um, One of the things that I have done in my um in my career, specifically, you know, the last five years when I've been working strictly from home, is spend some time on Sundays, really looking at like, what are my goals for this week? What's actually moving me forward towards my goal? Because I do think that a lot of business owners are doing a bunch of crap they don't need to be doing. That's not actually moving the needle forward, right? And it's no fault of their own. It's just they don't understand or they don't know or haven't looked at their own business to say, hey, these are the things that are actually important to growing my business. And so I take about an hour on Sundays, depending on what we're doing, you know, I'll do it first thing in the morning or in the evening or whatever, I'll take an hour on Sundays and, and just say, Hey, you know, looking at my goals for the year, my quarterly goals, my monthly goals, whatever it is, right? Like, what are the what are my goals for the week? What are the things that I, I want to create in my business? What do I, you know, know needs to be done in order for that to be um, to be able to be completed? What do I need? What kind of roadblocks do I already know are in the way? Like, whether that's mental things that like I know if if I don't check them mm-hmm. off my list, I'm just going to be thinking about them, or if there's yeah. physical things or tools that I need, whatever that is, and set myself up for the week. Now, I'm a person, you need to know yourself. Um, I'm a person who does not like to have my schedule filled out, right? Like I don't want Monday at 9am to have to do this one thing, Right. If you're a person who's like that, then that's great. You can just set your whole schedule up and every hour of every day, you'll know what you're gonna you're gonna do. And that's awesome. That'll keep you on track. But if you're someone who's like me, who I don't like rules in general, I just don't like rules that cause me to want to break them. Then I know if, if I try to set up a weekly schedule that forces me to be in certain places at certain times, I'm not gonna do it. So what I'll do is I'll just make myself a list of all the stuff I need to get done that week. And then when I go to work in my business, I can look at the list and go, oh, I'm going to work on that thing right now, and I'm going to work on that, and I'm going to get that done, and I'm going to check that off, and and it sounds like it's really simple, but it just taking even if it's on a Monday morning or you know whatever day of the week it doesn't matter, just taking a little bit of time to set yourself up for success and say what am I trying to achieve this week, and what do I need to do to be able to achieve that, and then that's what you do because it's so easy to like spin out of like. There's a million things I could be doing in my business. Yeah, yeah. So when I go to work, I'm going to sit down. It's going to take me an hour to figure out what I'm working on. And now I'm out of time because I only had an hour.
0: <laughs> oh, that's, so, that's so well put. And I know I think a great place to slightly end this conversation before I ask you a few final questions, right? But I just want to reiterate what you just said there of like, I think it's so important to know yourself, Right? Before you try to figure out, you know, what works for you, what could work for your business, what systems in place, because, you know, as you as we mentioned before, is we can't just follow the path of someone else and right? what worked for some person might not work for us. So it can be the perfect system. It can be the perfect organizational team that you have all of it. But if it doesn't fit to your personality, who you are, who you, especially who you want to be, then you probably have to take a second look. Um, so I think that's such brilliant advice, but really to end it and to end this amazing conversation where I've learned a lot and that has forced (laughs) me to ask myself questions and hopefully forced our listeners to ask themselves questions. Um, I'd love to know if you had a billion dollars or more, what would you do with it? Uh,
1: well, I plan on having a billion dollars or more at some point. So this is good forward thinking. (laughs) Um, Amazing. There's, there's a lot of things that I want to do. One thing is, I would love to be able because I feel like this, this is transitioning. Again, I don't know about where you are, but where I am. Um, I would love to be able to set up some sort of foundation or training program or coaching program for like, preteen and teens to really get a taste of what it's like to be an entrepreneur and to have an environment where people like encourage that um that creativity and that that thinking outside of the box because here at least there's a lot of uh, schools a lot about making little <laughs> little carbon copies of people and so yeah I think yeah absolutely. yeah be super fun to be able to like help kids that whose parents can't afford it or whatever to like or wouldn't think of it to get exposed to like what it really means to be an entrepreneur and to like support those ideas the creative ideas that that um people come up with and I travel the world for sure that's also on my list I want to see and experience every place on the planet and get to know cultures and all of that stuff um and as far as my life goes, though, I don't know that much would change other than maybe I'd be traveling by private jet instead of <laughs> <a> commercial airline, <laughs> you know? <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, that's great. That's great. Um, the second question is, what's a dream that you gave up on?
1: Ooh. Well, there was a time I wanted to be the president of the United States.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And... I guess I still could. I wanted to be the first female president and there still hasn't been one. So I guess technically it's not off the list, but I've given up (laughs) on it. That's not a dream of mine anymore. Um, I think there's a lot of them actually that I'm not actually thinking of. I mean, there, there was a time I wanted to, um, to move to Albuquerque and live in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And that's not something I'm probably ever going to do. I think I've given up on more of them than I've probably gone after
0: <laughs> but you know at least at least you're doing what you like now so I, I think that's the light uh, the good yeah. part. Um, and the final question is what's the best thing about you
1: oh I think my my willingness to not give up for sure like I I will continue to get up and keep going and that has served me really well Um, And I think that I have a really big heart, like I really do deeply care about people. And while that's been painful at times in my life, I wouldn't trade that for anything, because it's allowed me to meet a lot of amazing people and connect with people on, on, on levels I don't think I would have and, and really receive from the people that I love and, and, you know, really enjoy life. So that was two.
0: (laughs) But no, that's, that's amazing. And honestly, it's been so great to get to know you and, and actually meet you, right? And for our listeners to hear a bit about you and hopefully be inspired about your story and just the words that you've been able to share with us, it's been it's been amazing. And I hope you've enjoyed it too.
1: I have immensely. It's been great to get to know you and have this conversation and also to reflect back for myself on some of the things I don't necessarily think about much anymore.
0: I'm I'm glad that this conversation has led you to that, at least. So thank you, Erica, for joining us. And thank you to our listeners for joining us. And hopefully, you know, look forward to seeing you guys on the next episode. And that, hey, Erica, more than anything, if people want to reach out to you, how can they reach out?
1: Uh, Instagram is the best way to find me. I'm, I'm one of those who spends a lot of time on social media and really love the social part of social media. So Instagram, Facebook, come chat, connect. I just like to to connect in that way. So that's definitely the best place to find me.
0: Amazing, amazing. So guys, there's no excuse to find out about who she is, what she does, and how to work with her more than anything because she's clearly on a mission and we need to support it. Right, But everyone, thank you for everything and looking forward to the next episode. Take care.
1: Субтитры